When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Passive Income Group 360, the podcast for new and upcoming entrepreneurs who are ready to stop living from paycheck to paycheck and finally achieve real financial freedom. This is your host, Lisa Michelle. I've been a solo attorney for 20 years, but in 2019, I began my search for the best sources of passive income. Now, each and every Friday, I share with you everything I've learned along the way. No fake gurus, no flashy Lambos, just real information that you can use today. So what are we waiting for? Let's get started. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Passive Income Group 360, the podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Michelle. If you're new here, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. In past episodes, I've talked a lot about how to grow a digital products business. I've talked about different digital products that you could sell, how to create an email list around digital products, so on and so forth. But Today, I want to go through the steps that you would take if you were just starting a digital products business. How would you go about doing it? I'm not talking about an Etsy shop or a business uh, selling books on Amazon KDP. I'm talking about you having your own website where you're selling the digital product of your choice. How would you go about doing that? All right, so there's seven steps I want to touch on. And we can go way more in depth in future episodes. So if you're interested, make sure you let me know in the comments on passiveincomegroup360.com forward slash podcast. So let's get started. Number one, of course, you want to decide what need you want to meet, right? So ideally, we can make, you know, whatever products we love making and sell them and everyone would just, you know, flood our websites to make sales. But we know that we have to offer products that are in demand, right? We have to meet a need or we have to um, address or fix problems. So you have to decide what need you want to meet. What problem do you want to fix? What solution are you trying to offer? And once you figure that out, you want to decide how you're going to meet it. So what are you going to sell? So if you're someone let's say, for example, you want to help people start um, their first garden. You want your niche or target audience to be new gardeners. You can figure out how you can help them and do it in a way that is most comfortable for you because it's your business. You want to do something that you like, something you can do, right? So do you want to offer things like templates or printables where you're helping you know, provide checklists to people on the steps you would take to start a garden, a list of ingredients or, or tools you'll need for your garden, the type of soil you'll need for different plants. Do you want to offer an online course where you teach people how to do everything in video you know, format? You have to figure out how you want to address the need and, and help people in a way that you're comfortable doing. All right. So those are the first two steps. You want to address, figure out what need is there. You want to figure out how you're going to meet the need. 
and what it is you're basically going to be selling. So once you have that down, you have to figure out how you want to sell it, what platform. So for this example, we're assuming that you're starting your own website. So if that's the case, then you'll have to actually build the website, right? And the first thing you need to do is find a domain name. So the www.yourperfectgardener or whatever it is, and figure out where you want your website to be. Do you want it to be on a Wix site, Squarespace, WordPress, Xyro? You know, there's so many different platforms out there that you can choose from that you have to figure out where you want yours to be hosted. And you want to be deliberate about it. You want to make sure that you, you know the limitations for that, whatever website you're building. If you have in your mind that you want to customize it in a certain way, make sure that that platform offers that option. Um, just a word of caution. I started out with Wix, which was fine, but I realized later it was limited in terms of customization. So things that I wanted to add to my site, I couldn't really do with Wix. And it was a little bit of a headache uh, switching everything over to a WordPress. So had I been more deliberate and thought about it a little bit more, maybe I would have started with WordPress to begin with. So I always give that cautionary tale to look at all the options before you decide on one. All right. And then once you've decided on your hosting and your domain name, you'll have to look at your branding. What would you choose as your, your colors and your logo? You know, that's, that's something that you want to do, but that's really not the most important thing. The most important thing is your voice. What is going to be your brand voice? Is it going to be lighthearted and funny? Um, is it going to be more serious? What is your message? What is your what is the mission of your brand? What do you stand for? Um, you definitely want to have an about us or an about me page on there where you can spell that out. But you want it to also be apparent in your on your website when someone comes to your homepage. Is it is it bright and cheery? Is there uh, someone like a smiling face on the first page or is it dark and you know there are no pictures on it it's just text what you know what's going to be your your brand message so you you want to figure that out and make sure that your website reflects that you also want to add forms on your site so that people can sign up and you can start growing your email list now chances are you have to create a lead magnet or something in exchange for people's email addresses but you want to have a form on your site, maybe on every page, giving people the opportunity to claim that freebie. So maybe it can be a checklist of uh, top 10 perennials for uh, container gardens, whatever it is, put that on your site and give people a chance to, um, to get that in exchange for an email address. Number five, um, goes in line with that is building your audience. So do you want to do that on a social media platform? Do you want it to be, um, do you want to do TikTok videos or do you want to cater more to the um, Facebook um, folks? It depends on what you're selling, right? Where are your people? If you're a gardener, are you on Pinterest or are you on Instagram or are you on Facebook? Because you have to think about the purpose of each platform and the habits of people who are on those particular platforms. If I'm on Pinterest and I mean, not necessarily Pinterest, if I'm on Instagram, if I see 
a garden? Am I going to open that um, post to read about how to garden? Or I'll be looking at the pictures just to say, oh, wow, that's a pretty garden. So you want to think about everyone's intent on the particular platforms. On Pinterest, maybe they would be clicking to see, oh, wow, that's a pretty plant. How can I grow it? So you have to think about the products that you're selling, your audience, and their intent on each platform. Just like LinkedIn. I don't know that I'd put necessarily that content on LinkedIn. I don't know if that's the right audience for it. So think about your product and the best place for you to go to be seen and to try to grow your audience. And of course, you grow on your email list. So you'll start sending emails to your list. Even if you have three people on your list, you don't want to lose them, right? If they're your people, they're your true tribe, you want to still nurture them as if you know you had 10,000 people on your list. So you'll start growing your audience that way as well. You also may want to consider uh, something like YouTube, maybe a YouTube channel or even a podcast, right? You can talk about gardening, gardening. Um, you can have a show where you interview botanists or different people who have unique gardens. And, you know, that could be your theme. Just find out what makes you most comfortable and pick some way to create content to put out there. Even if it's a blog, if you have a website, I would definitely advise you to have a blog anyway. So if you don't feel comfortable with a podcast or a YouTube channel, then maybe you can just go all in on the blog and just post, you know, regular content, good content that will attract more organic traffic to your, to your website. So of course, number five then is building your audience. Number six then is creating a marketing plan. How often will you post on social media? Are you going to do videos? Are you going to do paid ads? Are you doing, uh, are you going to boost posts on your social media platform? How do you plan on going about getting business to your, to your, how, how do you, plan on going about getting customers to purchase your products. So you've got to have a marketing plan. If you don't know anything about marketing, you may want to consult with um, someone who is a professional in marketing so that they can maybe join your team to help you with that. Because you don't want to just throw money into paid marketing if you have no idea what you're doing. Um, that may be worthwhile to have a consultant or someone to help you with your marketing plan if you don't know anything about that, because that'll be important. And then number seven is optimizing your site. So you want to have a clear message of who you are and what you do, what you offer. You want to add offers to your website and you want to make sure that your blog posts and everything on your site is keyword optimized and search engine optimized. So before you start putting blog posts up, you want to look and see what topics are people talking about. You can go on Facebook groups for your particular niche and see what questions people are asking in the Facebook group. You can go on Quora and see what people are asking about your topic. You can look on Google, or um, a keyword planner, which is a free tool. You can check Google Trends. You can open a free Uber Suggest account and just put in your, um, you know, the search term you plan on writing about to see how much traffic that's getting. And then to see how much competition is out there because you don't want to write blog posts about topics that no one is looking for. And by the same token, you don't want to write a blog post where, um, you know, places like Lowe's or Home Depot or 
you know, whatever top nurseries are out there are ranking, you know, one through five, and you've got a brand new website. It'll be really hard to beat them. So do a little keyword research, keyword planning, and make sure that your website is is optimized with really good content, a clear message of what you do, and something that really reflects your, your brand and your message and your mission. Okay. So those are the seven steps to starting your digital product business. Now, if you have any more questions or comments, please go to the website, the podcast um, page, passiveincomegroup360.com forward slash podcast and leave your comments there. If you are interested in joining the I Love Mondays membership, where you can join other entrepreneurs who are growing their digital product businesses and have access to the things like group coaching and live trainings, I'll leave a link for that in the show notes. We'd love to have you. Okay, so until next time, peace. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please subscribe and look in the description for a link to join fellow listeners online. Until next time, peace.